Welcome to Monster Theatre, the podcast, a place where we retell stories from history and mythology that embody the way of the monster, weird on the outside, but with a noble heart. Hi, I'm Tara Travis. Welcome to part four of Who Killed Gertrude Crump? If you haven't listened to part one through three, go back and do that first. Or if it's been a while, we recommend you re-listen to get all the clues and characters fresh in your mind. Now, please enjoy the exciting conclusion of Who Killed Gertrude Crump? Chapter 19. A mood of suspicion has enveloped the house. Everyone's watching over their shoulders, wondering if the killer has another potential victim in their sights. Molly Ralston is on her way to the kitchens when someone surprises her. Oh dear, 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 dear. Mrs. Ralston? Yes? Ah. Just wanted to offer my services in preparing for tonight. I was a head chef for many years. For Mrs. Crump? No. Who did you... Well, what does it matter now? Yes, I worked for Gertrude Crump. I think I can manage on my own, thank you. But if you don't mind my asking, why did you stop working for her? Well, I don't mind telling you. I was having a violently passionate love affair with an actor in one of her plays named Marco. Gertrude was jealous. I think she couldn't stand to see anyone else happy. So she fired me and found a way to stop me from seeing him. That must have made you angry. More than you know. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Amidge! Evening. Twitch, twitch. That was odd. He is a strange one. Uh, On second thought, I think I will take a hand in the kitchen. Very well. After you. Uh, I can't believe you kept actual evidence on me. Well, it didn't seem important at the time. Let me decide which clues are of importance. Oh, well, uh, when Gertrude arrived last night, like the rest of you, she signed the guest book. When she did, she saw something that scared her. It must have been one of the names from her past. Very interesting indeed. This would point to someone with whom she had prior knowledge. Like yourself. Or her former chef, Midge Hardcastle. The gun was found in her room. Or her ex-husband, Alfred Inglethorpe. The gun is his, and he admitted to being in her room last night. Or her literary agent, Lennox Boynton. Yes, but why would he want to kill Gertrude? He depends on her for his livelihood. Not if... As rumoured, she was about to retire. Lennox Boynton would be left this nothing. Oh, that is rather suspicious. Ah, Mr. Fogg, a word. Uh, Mr. Ralston, stay. Uh, This concerns you. Oh? I have some information to share with you. It's about the caretaker, Canon Pennyfarmer. Oh, Do tell. You see, 
He used to be a gardener. <gasps> That's not really the interesting part. He used to work for Gertrude and I. <gasps> That's, that's not it either. Perhaps you recall an episode about 30 years ago when Gertrude sort of vanished. Oh. Wait for it. Oh, yes. It was before I was born, I believe, but I've read about it in the papers. She was missing for almost a year, with no explanation. Well, that's just it. When Gertrude finally returned, she insisted that Pennyfather be sacked. At the time, I thought nothing of it, but now, under these circumstances, I wonder if he had something to do with her disappearance, and now, perhaps, with her murder. Um, that was it. I expect Gertrude would have recognized him. Well, it took me a while. Mind you, I was a bit distracted. Newlyweds and all. What, what? <sighs> well, I'm afraid that leaves us no better off than before. What do you mean? It doesn't fit with our theory. Pennyfather's name wasn't in the guest book. Oh. Just when you think you've got it narrowed down, another new piece of information comes in, eh? God, it's wonderful. Who wrote this masterpiece? Oh, it's glorious. Anywho. <clears throat> Chapter 20. After his brief encounter with Midge and Molly, Mr. Lennox Boynton makes his way back to his room, where a surprise awaits him. <laughs> Mm, that was close. Mamma mia! <clears throat> Mrs. Inglethorpe, what are you doing in my room? So, tell me, Snugglepuss, how did you get in? Snuggle? Get in? Her room! She was alive when Alfred went around midnight and the door was locked until morning. How did you do it? Do what? Kill Gertrude. But I didn't kill her, I swear! Mm hmm Don't be so cliché. Of course you did. Sweet Lennox, you didn't want me to be exposed to the violence, so you took the gun from my luggage and you pretended you didn't know where it was. Oh. Kiss me, my snuggle paws! Something's wrong. What do you mean? Everything is fine. Snuggle. Lump? Twitch. Twitch. Your twitch. Yep, there it is. Twitch, twitch. It's switched sides. <gasps> Lennox Boynton chases poor Celia Ravenscroft around the small room. Over the bed, across the floor, he lunges, she dodges, and he collides with the wardrobe, causing the door to come ajar. A dead body falls into plain view. 
Its skin has a bluish tinge, its eyes nothing more than a pair of X's. The sound of the struggle has brought the other guests running. Molly Ralston, Midge Hardcastle, Alfred Inglethorpe and Quinton Fogg enter to see the corpse on the floor. <gasps> Good lord, another dead buddy. I thought we were the only ones here. Who could that be? It's Lennox. Don't be ridiculous. I'm Lennox Boynton. What makes you think this body is Lennox? He has a birthmark on his left thigh. How do you know that? It's true. He has a birthmark. But if that is Lennox Boynton, then who... Is this? Realizing that he is caught, the false Boynton reaches up and removes a very realistic mask to reveal his true face. <laughs> Ricchetti, the con man responsible for the death of my father! What are you talking about? It's not a con man, it's Marco. Is that really you? Yes, Amige, it is me, Marco Ricchetti. Oh. Oh. Wait, you were in Gertrude's hit play, The Rat Trap, famous for being able to transform into any character. It's true. You're right. It is me, Marco Ricchetti. Midge and I were in love, but Gertrude was jealous that I was sleeping with her chef. Whatever her reasons, she fired the Midge, and she got me released from the show. She blackballed me, and I was never able to work in the theater again. I turned to a life of crime. The only crimes I was ever good at were when I used my incredible acting skills. I became a con man. That was when I met Molly's father. I didn't mean for him to die. I only stole everything he ever had. You beast! Ouch! I deserved it. But why are you here? I wanted to prove to Gertrude that I was still a great actor. I received my invitation to this New Year's weekend. Uh, but I was rightly suspicious of your true intentions. But how did you get here without anyone seeing? I hid inside Lennox's luggage. When the coast was clear, I snuck out. I knew if I could impersonate her agent, Lennox Boynton, without Gertrude knowing, she would have no choice but to admit that I was still a great actor and put me back into her place. So you killed Lennox? It was an accident. I stole some gasoline from the cellar when I first arrived. I was just going to knock him out, but I accidentally used too much. Oops. And why did you kill Gertrude? I didn't kill her, I swear. Oh, there it is again. Hmm. You expect us to believe that? It's true. I was trying to impress Gertrude. Why would I want her dead? I see. So, we still don't know who killed Gertrude Crump. Eh, sac bleu. What's this? <laughs> <gasps> the last will and testament of Gertrude Crump. A 
another will? Oh, um, don't read that. <laughs> it leaves everything to... Alfred Ingelserop? What? I said it leaves... No, 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 I, I heard you that time, but it's absurd. We hadn't spoken for years. She despised me. When I saw her last night, she called me a wrinkled old bastard who'd aged 20 years in the two years we'd been divorced. This does complicate things. Which will is genuine? Hold on. I recognise this writing on the new one. Why, it's my wife's. Yes, of course your wife wrote it. It's her will. No, not Gertrude. I mean my second wife, Celia. <gasps> <gasps> yes, I wrote it, I wrote it, I wrote it. I loved him. Don't you all see? I loved him. Who? Lennox Boynton. Oh. Gertrude was going to retire, leaving us with no livelihood. The old hag. We had to do something. We targeted you because you were Gertrude's ex-husband. That's how we had planned to get her money. But now there's no point. My snuggle puss is dead. <laughs> I thought I was your snuggle puss. Don't touch me, you old twit. I don't understand. How would you have gotten Gertrude's money through Alfred? Thallium. Thallium? What's that? Poison. Don't any of you read? Uh, it's from Manslaughter in Mesopotamia, Gertrude's seventh book. Thallium poisoning. The symptoms are extreme exhaustion. Uh, what? Hacking cough. <laughs> and hair falling out. Good God. Will I be all right? Just don't take any more medication from Celia. We had planned to kill Gertrude this weekend. Lennox was her agent. Of course he knew she was coming here. I had stolen Alfred's gun and we were going to frame him for the murder. But he'd be dead long before it went to trial. Thus the money would go to me. But I didn't kill her, I swear. Taking notes? So... The real Lennox Boynton killed Gertrude Crump. I'm afraid this is not possible. I was in his room the whole night. You are watching, pervert. <laughs> I tell you, Lennox Boynton could not have killed Gertrude Crump. It must have been a Celia. I didn't. The gun was stolen from my luggage before I had a chance to use it. Speaking of which, where is the gun? I left it in... Gertrude's room! <gasps> well, it's all coming together, isn't it? Almost everyone has said I didn't kill her, I swear. So that only leaves a few suspects. Unless, of course, the clever writer is toying with you. <laughs> Chapter 23 
Quentin Fogg and Giles Ralston run to Gertrude's room to try and find the weapon. Little Mary Miller follows in their wake. They search frantically. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's, it's got to be her. I, I do recall it was, it was just over there, wasn't it? Okay, where I did. It? it must be here somewhere. I left it right there. Oh dear. Oh no. Where could it have gone? Oh my. Where is it? Oh. Why don't we just ask Gertrude? Shouldn't this child be locked up somewhere? Uh, oh, wait, wait. What did you mean by that, Mary? Well, earlier when I was in here, I think her ghost showed me where those papers were. We could hold a seance. And maybe she could tell us who did it. It could be worth a shot. I mean, what have we got to lose? Eh, very well. Run along, Mary. This is too scary for a little girl. But I want to talk to the ghost. It's not scary. It's exciting. Let's just get on with it. I suppose. We have to hold hands or it won't work. Uh, uh, um. uh, all right. Oh, oh all right. <clears throat> Gertrude, are you there? <gasps> Gertrude? Gertrude, how did the killer get into your room? Fire? What does that mean? Fire? Hmm. Oh, um, Gertrude, who did you see in the mirror? Hmm? Hmm. Uh... Oh. Hmm. Nothing. Perhaps she didn't see the killer. Perhaps not. Oh, oh, I've got one. Um, Gertrude, what did you see in the guest book that frightened you? Suddenly, the body of Gertrude Crump twitches. Then, slowly rising into an erect sitting position, her head turns a full 180 degrees to face her three questioners. Her eyes spring open, wide yet vacant and her mouth begins to move. Right. Writer? Writer. Writer. Oh, Pennyfather. What about him? It wasn't a name she saw in the guest book. It was the writing itself. Pennyfather wrote out the names in the guest book. He must have written those awful notes. Writer! <gasps> Very clever. Uh, Pennyfather, what are you doing? Uh, why are you pointing that gun at us? I knew it would all come down to me. You see, I know how these things work. 
Yes, I am a writer. The greatest mystery writer of all time. But why would you... Uh, Gertrude and I were having an affair. We were in love. Of course, we had to keep it secret from Alfred. From everyone. We would invent stories together. Wonderful stories about murder. It was the happiest time of my life. Until one day she disappeared for almost a year. When she came back, she refused to see me and had me sacked. I tried to forget about her. About a year ago, out of nostalgia, I picked up one of her books and read it. She had stolen everything from the stories we invented together. I thought what we had was special, but she had betrayed me. Betrayed everything that was special between us. So I wrote those threatening letters, but I didn't kill her, I swear. Oh, there goes another one. Well, you're acting pretty suspicious right now. I went up to her room that night, it's true, but it was locked. It was dead bolted from the inside. Well, yes, me too, but by the morning it was somehow unlocked. It could only have been unlocked from the inside by the killer. And the only way the killer could have gotten in was... Fire. Fire. Fire? Yes, Gertrude's given us the answer. Fire. Uh, the secret passageway in the fireplace. Why didn't someone tell me there was a secret passageway? Mr. Ralston? Mr. Fogg? What, what are you all doing here? Mary, what's all this about? We have caught you red-handed, Miss Hardcastle. What are you blabbering about? You are the only person who could have gotten into Gertrude's room through this secret passageway in the fireplace. Secret passageway? You must have stolen the gun from Celia's luggage when you first arrived. You had the motive and the opportunity. Oh, dear Lord. Ah. Ah. I did kill her. I swear. Surprised? Be honest with yourself. Who guessed Midge Hardcastle? <laughs> why, why did you do it? Oh, Gertrude was miserable, so she wanted me to be miserable. Yes, Pennyfather, she did love you, but she was pregnant. But she was married to Alfred, she couldn't keep it. I took her away where she gave birth to the child and gave it up for adoption. She regretted it her whole life, and she took it out on me. Years later, when I was in love with Marco Ricchetti, she refused to let me be happy. 
and and so I, I killed her. Midge, no! Chapter 25. Midge streaks out of the room and finds the back staircase. She hears voices coming from downstairs, so she takes the only other option up to the roof. Little Mary Miller follows her closely. Finally, they reach the roof, overlooking the sea, the rocks, the end. Don't take another step. But Midge, what about me? You? Oh, Mary, I would have done anything to protect you from all the violence and anger in the world. I failed. I'm sorry. Midge, no, not like this. There must be another way. It's the only way. I'm doing this for you. Never forget. Chapter 26 Later that evening, the guests are all assembled in Gertrude's room, trying to put all the pieces together, while little Mary Miller plays in a corner, having lost perhaps the only person who truly cared for her. So, the poor woman was still angry at Crump after all these years. Yes. She seized her opportunity and righted an old wrong. Hold on, uh, let me try to get all this straight. Uh, Quinton and Molly arranged this whole weekend with the intent of killing Gertrude and framing Ricchetti, hoping that it would make Monkswell Manor famous? It's horrible, I know. I'm so glad we never carried through with it. Meanwhile, Lennox Boynton and Celia Ravenscroft had plotted a murder of their own. They were planning to kill Gertrude, forge her will, leaving the money to Alfred, whom they were slowly poisoning, thus leaving all of the money to Celia. But, uh, hold on, that means that the other will is the real one, the one that leaves everything to... Her son. Her son. My son. Gertrude and Pennyfather conceived a child while she was married to Alfred. For publicity's sake, she had to get rid of it. The child was adopted by the Ralstons, who, at her insistence, told you a story that your real mother had died. So... The photo you had, it, it wasn't written to your mother. It was written by my mother. My mother was Gertrude Crump. Oh, Giles! Son! Oh, what the hell? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh A happy ending.
They caught the killer, didn't they, Gertrude? Poor Midge. She would have done anything for me. I suppose you're still wondering why you couldn't see her reflection in the mirror. Well, perhaps things aren't as simple as they appear. Perhaps your killer was too small to be seen. <laughs> If I'm going to be the greatest mystery writer the world has ever known, I couldn't very well have you in the way, could I? Out with the old, in with the new. Every good writer must do her research. Oh, I feel very grown up now, Gertrude. I think I'll go by my first name from now on. Agatha. Well, there you have it. Uh -huh. You can see why I never published this particular story while I lived. <laughs> Rather incriminating, isn't it? <sighs> well, I hope you enjoyed this little whodunit. Uh, it's, uh, it's time for me to go, but uh, now at least you all know who killed Gertrude Crump. Yours truly. Agatha Christie. Thank you for listening to Who Killed Gertrude Crump, Season 1 of Monster Theater the Podcast. This radio play adaptation was written and directed by Ryan Gladstone, performed and edited by Tara Travis, with original score by Drew Jureka and Robbie Grunwald, and Foley by Vaughn Wagner. Are you sad it's over? I know, me too. That's why we made a bonus episode, so please stick around for episode 5, which is a casual conversation between myself, Tara Travis, performer of Who Killed Gertrude Crump, and the writer-director of said product, Ryan Gladstone. We talk about the nutty and very storied origins of this show, and how it ultimately ended up here, in your ears. Thanks again so much for listening to this, our very first season of Monster Theater, the podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, tell your friends, tell a whole bunch. Check us out at monstertheater.com, see what's shaken, and uh, hopefully you'll hear from us soon. Take care.